You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women to be the best versions of themselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. So today I'm so excited because I have a very special guest with us today on the podcast. Um, now this is going to be an episode that is more so um, going to be great for moms. But even if you're not a mom yet, you know, if you have little ones in your life, maybe you're in education. This is going to be a great episode for you. So with our little ones, we're always trying to get them to learn, right? You know, especially as toddlers, we hear all these things about milestones, them hitting their milestones developmentally um, and everything. And so it kind of leaves a question for a mother or someone who works with children. What's the best way to actually get our kids to learn? What is the best... um, way to help them reach those milestones, but not just that, also into adulthood, how to get those key uh, skills in childhood and move them on into adulthood. So that is the reason why I'm so happy to have my guest, Carmen Gamper on today. Thank you so much for being on, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yes. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Carmen. So Carmen is the founder of a new learning culture program. And what the program does is it supports parents. Um, It also is good for families that are homeschooling and of course, um, educational institutions and people who provide um, education for kids. And what it is, is Flow Rich Learning. And, you know, she has a book on this that is a 52 week guide to um, help us recognize what this flow state is and you know why it's the conditional way to learn. So I'm just gonna start by asking, you know, what is flow? Sure. Um, the flow state, you know, it's a term from psychology mm-hmm. and um, it's usually used uh, in context with adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grownups who go do like extreme sports, for instance, like a free climber, Um, is completely present in what they're doing and they are um, in this flow state that allows them to be fully embodied and just don't think about their next step but really allow their whole body to think and um, and help them make those decisions in the moment so so they're present they're in a state of timelessness and in a state where they uh, learn but also you know, achieve like things that go beyond that, uh, the thinking mind, like we couldn't figure that out. Like with our thinking mind, we would have to use more capacities. Uh, and we've seen, especially in innovative schools where children can play a lot, mm-hmm. that children naturally go into a similar state. Mm. Uh, yeah. So of course um, we can't really compare compared with a free, free climber but in a goal, <laughs> we see it you know in chess players for instance when people you know uh, or jazz musicians when people are really focused on what they're doing and they're enjoying it and you know one movement and one step just flows into the next one yes yeah this state you know kids have it and we have observed it very much. And I am sure like um, as a parent, you've, you might have seen it uh, yes. with your kids, you know, even in the sandbox, you know, suddenly their, their play gets this different quality where they're really focused. You just know they're, they're creating their own world as they go mm. and they stretch 
their own limits of learning as they go. Wow. Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, about how the kids kind of have that going already. You said something that I love on your Instagram about, you know, how kids kind of have this naturally. And I I love taking a look at people's posts. um, And you said, you know, that children are masters of flow already and that that's the optimal state of learning. And, um, you know, as time, basically what you said in the post was that we almost kind of like lose it a little bit. Um, so what happens then with adults? Do we just kind of like become rockheads or something as we uh, progress? Why are kids so much better at it naturally than adults? Yes. So um, as kids, we're naturally so good at it because it's, it's the way our brain works. It's very suitable mm. for, uh, for that flow state because kids, especially young kids, they're naturally present. You know, they, they naturally um, love to do things with their hands and explore. So there is an opening there to get e- to easily drop into this flow state. Mm. But sadly, you know, a lot of our educational methods train kids out of this state, you mm. know, where we focus just too much on those intellectual skills where kids have to, have to just use this one faculty of their, of their thinking capacities which is you know math reading writing Mm. which are academic skills that are very important um but uh you know if if kids just read and write they don't use their whole body they don't use their hands and that is where additional learning opportunities are additional opportunities to become a more intelligent uh being and a more holistically intelligent being Mm. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, some pieces of uh, that are familiar to me with what you're saying. Now, I'm new to Flow Learn, so I'm really excited to kind of, you know, understand it um, a little bit more in depth today. Um, and I think that I have, like, witnessed this with my own children. It's almost like when they get so quiet and, you know, they're playing with their little toys or something and they just kind of go into this zone for, you know, an hour, a couple hours, and they're just in their own little world making their little noises. And, you know, you can tell that in their world, there's a lot going on, you know, they're, they're imagining, they're innovating, they're creating, you know, and um, I think that's, that's probably what sometimes, unfortunately, as adults, we just um, kind of get lost. But, um, why would you say that this is like the best way for kids to learn? You mentioned that, you know, we're doing some things now with the way we educate our kids that kind of get us out of that. So what makes, you know, learning this way with the flow state a little more um, beneficial for kids? Well, there, there's many reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. First of all, kids do that naturally. They love to learn that way. Mm-hmm. So why force them to learn in different ways that they, they, they don't really like, that they don't enjoy as much? Mm. Many times, you know, there's always exceptions. There's always wonderful things also in traditional education that kids love. But, you know, overall, um, they naturally are drawn to learn through play, through mm. touching things, through exploring things, to like they say, I want to do it myself, you know, show me how to do it myself. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They don't want us to be at the blackboard or be there with, with our explanations and tell them step by step what to do. They want to 
explore their own ways of right of how to do things and yeah this is really where the learning edge is and where they can learn best because you will often see maybe that kids start with something very easy when they choose their own play or game mm-hmm. you know they, they they choose something they already know let's say in art like they're painting a uh, a picture with watercolors they they might start uh, start with things they already know with but then as they go, as they get into that flow state, they will, you know, make more complex drawings, make more complex pictures or craft more complex things. You know, they, they um, push themselves. Mm. It's wonderful to see how they really want to know more. And, you know, in our innovative schools, for instance, we see that they say, please test me. Ask me, ask me harder questions because I want to show you that I can do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's excellent. That is okay. So that I really like what you're saying, because, you know, again, I have seen this and witnessed this with my own children. And then even with working with other kids, I did that for a while as well. And, you know, they really do like to learn through play. Um, So how can we as parents and educators recognize our own kids or the children that we're working with what their flow states are Mm -hmm. well you know first of all it's it's great when we as parents and educators could create some environments some um, places where that play can happen Mm -hmm. you know so that could be an arts and crafts station or as they call it a maker space we just put some really simple raw materials could be cardboard and glue and tape and scissors you know child-friendly scissors of course and um, (laughs) crayons you know just simple basic materials and kids will start you know experimenting if they don't often when kids are used to you know guided guided structured lessons when they're used to be told what to do or when they're on the screen a lot then they forget, you know, that's already there, the first steps where they're forgetting how to feel that, you know, that inner mm. curiosity that guides them to the flow state. So that's a moment where a mom could sit down with their kids at that crafting table or at that art table or at the puzzle station or whatever block play, whatever you set up for your child. Right. Or that hands-on play and first play together with them. And see that they find that place where they start enjoying it and where they start becoming active. Where mm. they say, oh, I want to do this. Could I do that? Right. You know, they get involved in it and engaged and love to do it. And then a mom could also maybe start trying to withdraw a little and let the child play. So this is one way for parents also to get some more time to themselves in a good way. You know, not just give the kids a phone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that really, that really turns yeah. into can turn into be quite the problem. Um, yeah. yeah, I really thank you so much for that. Um, you know, one thing that I do recall just from my like limited um education, you know, with kids and a, a professional level is the term VAC, you know, VAK, which is visual audio, uh, auditory and kinesthetic and Ideally, you want to engage all three of the senses whenever you are um, teaching your child something and getting them to 
to learn. So it really sounds like your system is basically that, but also just really taking it to a much deeper level, you know, letting them explore their, their own curiosities and getting into that place where they're happy about learning and, and really enjoying it instead of just telling them, telling them, you know, um, I think that's huge right now because, you know, we're all doing this distance learning, um, and everybody's tied in the kids, you know, with the, the virtual school. And so, you know, do you have any tips for parents there? How can we really try to get them to tap into their, their flow state and create that with them, even though now we have this added layer of, uh, you know, having to be locked in with, with technology a bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, kids do experience kind of a flow state on the screen. Okay. When they play computer games or when they engage, you know, in their various shows or look, watch their shows and stuff, they experience a kind of a flow state. You know, they are fulfilled. They, they're very present with that game or show and they are enjoying it. But what we have to see as adults is that afterwards, they're very often depleted. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, you know, after a good flow, uh, flow state session with hands-on play or running out in nature, uh, where their bodies and their hands are involved, they're usually fulfilled and energized in a good way or tired in a good way, you yes. know? They, they, they all have a good night's sleep as we yes <laughs> yes <laughs> one of my favorite mommy tricks run them around get them tired you know <laughs> yes <laughs> and so yeah and so you probably notice that after like long school a very long session of screen time they get a little you know upset they're easily they're frustrated they're, mm. they don't really want to collaborate maybe don't want to have their dinner now you know they get antsy and that's a moment where uh, as adults we know that okay so now their system got somehow an overload from the screen mm, okay and that particular world of you know of input that for a child needs to be played out they need to have that equal session of movement and play and running around where they can integrate what they saw and what they experienced on the screen and, you know, almost like process that into a full body experience so that they come back into their bodies. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I definitely, thank you for breaking that down like that, because I definitely noticed, especially with my, my second toddler, she's a little bit older. So she is doing like learning modules on the computer. And thank you for saying that, you know, there is a bit of flow happening, even when kids are on the the computers and, and watching TV and things. I think a lot of us moms will feel a little bit better about some of the added um, TV use that's been going on. And it's, there's ways that we can kind of harness that. But what I appreciate about what you're saying is identifying that moment when they are tired of it, when they're they're frustrated with it, and then knowing, okay, their their flow state in that way is almost kind of been like interrupted or depleted, like you said. So then at that moment, you know, let's say we had them on the computer, they finished all of their work, and then afterwards they go, oh, mommy, I'm tired. Or, you know, you say, okay, time to clean up the room. And they say no. And it's all because they've just kind of gotten um, overstimulated, I guess, with the, the use of the computer. How can we as parents and educators 
like really help them right there at that moment? How can, what can we do to fix that and, and bring them, as you mentioned, back into their, their body? Yeah, that's such a great question because I think there's a lot that we can do as adults to help them, uh, you know, get back into their body. And, um, you know, one thing is do a physical activity and that may be just be like, some many families have a trampoline now mm-hmm. or a backyard where they can run or even if it's taking a bath you know and playing in the bath bathtub right. you know something that where they feel their body again you know and may just be a good play session with blocks or you know and the ch- children will show us the child will show us what they you know what they respond to some just want to tell you about all the things that you just saw and that they um, ex- experienced right. on, on the screen. And some really just need a nap. Mm, okay, that's so huge. You know, um, again, just because I had been following you on social media and, you know, like engaging with your other content and, and uh, edu- educational uh, materials that you have out there. I started um, when my kids were, uh, my oldest, excuse me, is done with her schooling for the day. Used to, I would go into another like school type activity, like read her a book afterwards, do story time afterwards. But I noticed that was happening. Exactly what you described it. She was just, ah, you know, over it, like over that kind of sit down learning thing after, you know, we got through her schoolwork. So I started doing exactly what you said, which was like doing something physical. Um, me and my girls, we do um, these YouTube workouts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I said, okay, we're going to do that. So after so we do the school first, and then after that, we do the YouTube little workout. And then after that, I go back into the sit down, you know, um, learning with them, you know, maybe I'll do some like drawing with them or craft activity, or read a book. And then they're able to focus. And I noticed that with my older toddler and my little toddler, too, um, that that really has seemed to like help them out. It's almost like for me, I guess I'm explaining it from my personal experience. It's like they need a mental shift. You know, they cannot just keep going like that, doing something that's boring and unfulfilling (laughs) to them. Yeah. um, Yes. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. Okay, ladies. So now I wanted to, of course, take you over to Carmen's website. Okay. And that is flowtolearn.com. Now, um, Carmen is a published author. There's many resources available to you on Amazon and things like that, but there's a lot of things that you can get um, directly on her website. Okay. So um, definitely go ahead and head over to flowtolearn.com and check it out. Um, I really love your website. You know, the first thing that you you have right there in the forefront is strengthening your child's flow state, the optimal way of learning. And look at these little kids, you know, they're just out there with their little magnifying glass, you know, having a great time. And again, you know, right now with the pandemic, these situations here with your little ones, you know, kind of just getting together like this are a little bit more challenging now, but it can still be done, um, you know, safely. And, and we just have to get a little bit creative to make sure we're still tapping into their, their flow state. Now, one thing that I um, did notice that I really wanted to ask you about, Carmen, is that you won an award this past year in 2020. Uh, tell me about that award. 
Thank you. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a National Parenting Products Award. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's, there were lots of books that um, participated, but they really liked. Uh, actually, my, my other book, if you scroll down a little, uh-huh. my other book won this award. Wow. It's, uh, it's a book for kids ages 5 to 105. <laughs> I love that. Actually, when I was looking at this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I just love that, you know, that phrasing there. Yeah. Can you scroll down a little more? Then yes. See it. Yeah, this is it. And um, that's a that's a book that, you know, it's great to do together with your child. Mm. It's all every page has questions that will help you get to know your child better and yourself better. So wow. it's parks your beginner's mind. You know, I really love that because what I'm getting, you know, from this particular book that you have that won the award, you know, it says again, children's ages five to 105. It says that it is a flow discovery journal. And that's kind of what we mentioned at the outset that, you know, we as adults, we kind of have this ability ingrained. It's more active, uh, you know, in children. And then as we become adults, I think just life just kind of starts to, to etch away at us a bit. But as parents, I think it's important for us to rediscover ourselves in that way. And as a a new mom, that is something that I am really enjoying, you know, connecting more with my little kids, uh, playing with them and encouraging them to dream and use the imagination, use the hands and just kind of see how it all flows and what happens. And um, it's been very helpful for me too. So I think that this is a beautiful thing that you've put together for the parent and the child to, to discover this together. Meanwhile, we're also helping them because the goal, you know, and I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes is sometimes we forget as parents that there is an end game here. You know, we want to be able to turn out a functioning adult, you know, that someone who can use that creativity that they got in childhood to, you know, push them with their career and their families, you know, when they grow up. So, I think that this is just a a great resource, guys. And again, you can purchase it on Amazon. It's also on Book Depository and in some local um some local um places as well so yes i'm so glad that that was awesome congratulations on on winning that award that is really incredible Mm -hmm. (laughs) um okay so now a couple of things that i also want to um show you guys is uh your 52 week parents guide to recognize and support your child's flow state I was really interested in that one personally, because it seems like, you know, a really a guided um, a, a way to kind of get into this as parents. So can you tell me a little bit more about what a parent can expect from uh, purchasing this particular uh, book? Sure. You know, it's made really, I, I had couples in mind when I wrote it oh. uh, so that they could read week by week. Just, um, you know, it takes maybe five to 10 minutes mm-hmm. to read each chapter. And um, oh, I love that. Short and sweet for me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you go on a journey together into bringing more of that flow state into the family for the grownups and for the kids. And then there's always this section of try this Mm -hmm. after each little chapter. And there's there are practical things that you could do this week. Like one is, for instance, brush your teeth with your other hand. 
Ah, look at yeah. that. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's really more to develop the empathy for a child too. Uh, to see what children have to learn from scratch it's so hard to brush your teeth with your other hand <laughs> it is so true and I think oh my goodness what a good point that is we get so I think as parents frustrated with the little things that they are still learning how to do you know it's like we forget they just got here you know they just arrived you know yeah. so they don't have the whole backstory of you know something so simple as how to brush your teeth or how to tie your shoe or things you should say and things you should not say you know what i mean um of course there's a lot that comes pre-wired and everything but you know there's still so much they have to learn you know from the toddler age on but i really like i really like the the idea this very nice and then it says um it, it looks like you give some pointers to create some spaces and choose toys and um, uh, learning materials. Now, question for you there on the toys, uh, particularly there. Are there any type of toys or things that you feel in your professional opinion? I definitely, you know, would, would love to hear it, you know, since you have all of this background in this. Um, are there any toys that you would say for kids kind of stifle their flow state or do not encourage them to, to get um, into themselves, uh, into their creativity? Um, I'm pretty open with toys, you know, even okay. structured toys or whatever Disney toys. Um, I, I ha have a little bit reservations to the screen, you know, that mm -hmm. uh, the computer games, um, there, there's a very complex things happening in the child's brain that can be detrimental when it's too much. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, you know, as long as children play can be even, you know, uh, you know, a Lego set that's very structured can mm -hmm. also bring the child into a wonderful flow state, even though I have to add that unstructured toys, um, just like just simple blocks, you know, mm -hmm. a simple marble run or simple arts and crafts materials, they, of course, leave more open ended activities and the child can bring in more of themselves ah, yeah okay okay that's great information thank you for that um I'll just share one random one with you that I <laughs> for my little ones the toys that I really I are no good for me I think they get me out of my flow state and then in turn I get them out of their flow state but it's the toys with the blinking lights or make a lot of noise, you know, <laughs> I really, oh, I can't, you know, and so I, that was one that I just, just felt like was never really that good for that. kids, you know, because it just <laughs> makes them expect something is going to happen with very little action, you know what I mean? So I don't know, that's just me, I don't know, I don't actually know anything, I'm just saying, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, those are annoying, I don't know how parents do, do it when it. Yeah, when one of those is around, it can take. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me out of my flow state. <laughs> <laughs> Into the annoyed state. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, wow, so this is just really great information. Thank you so much for this. Um, so definitely, guys, uh, please, you know, take a look over at Carmen's website. Again, it's flowtolearn.com. She also have uh, many articles. You know, she has a really robust 
uh, blog that really has so much, uh, you know, information to offer there. And then on top of it, um, you're able to see some of her um, press and media things uh, that she's done that really, you know, have been some great things, a little bit more information on the awards that she won as well. And then I also enjoyed your About Carmen section. And so this is the point in the interview where I kind of like to ask people, I kind of like to ask people, okay, so why did you choose to become a, a kids book author slash, you know, adult author? Why are you choosing to, you know, educate people on Flow State? Um, all of that. I would really love, love to know your reasonings there. Yeah, um, I really got passionate about childhood education uh, when I um, discovered um, that children love to learn in these ways and mm -hmm. it happened in a, a long time ago I was a uh, 21 years old I um, uh, was hired by this international um, children's uh, orphanage organization the as well as children's vill villages wow yeah and it I actually went there as a translator but um, it happened to be a children's camp where they had a play activities you know, set up for like up to thousand children when the camp was full and the kids could choose all of these various activities um, at, at their own, you know, as they wished. So there wow. was a circus cell with juggling materials. And um, then there was a, a, also an arts and crafts um, place and, and tent where they could do all kinds of writing and of course, painting and drawing. But there was also swimming and sports and all of these things. And I just uh, had a lot of time off and observed these kids. And they had so much fun mm -hmm. doing also things that are very school-like. You know, they rehearsed, mm -hmm. they practiced things that they learned at school and they processed things that they learned at school. And they were learning as they did it. And I just, this was just this, this aha moment. And that brought me to Montessori education. Into, ah, okay. Yeah, into a very specific kind of Montessori education that is booming now in Europe. There is a grassroots movement. There is around 600 schools now, and I'm part of that. Oh, wow. And they are really taking Montessori education to the next level. I don't know if you heard that sometimes Montessori education is criticized a little because I hadn't heard that. Play. Um, yeah, yeah they, there's not kids are not really allowed to just play freely in many Montessori schools not in all you know there's always different kinds mm -hmm. but we've we've kind of taken this this basic Montessori education to the next level by really allowing kids to play because that's when they fall drop into that flow state wow. that lots of scientists and researchers have recognized as the ideal state for learning Mm. Wow, that's really interesting. That is so you mentioned that you were, you know, and this is kind of I just want to kind of get to know you as a person. And I know um, that the listeners like to, to know that as well. So the camp that you initially were working at as a translator, what was the languages that you were you're translating? Uh, well, my, my mother language is, is German and okay. I grew up with Italian because I come from a bilingual area in Italy. That's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I learned English at school so and French. And those are the languages that um, we used in that children because there were children from all over Europe. 
that came to these children's a camp. You know that they they um this orphanage, the SOS Children's Villages, uh, mm-hmm. is a very special organization where orphanages uh, are not like institutions, but they are created as villages. Oh wow! Yeah. So um, there is a mom. She's hired as the mother of these orphans. Mm-hmm. And um, she is dedicated for 10 plus years to the children. So they form a family. They have between like oh. two and 10 children in a home. Wow. And many villages have between like 15 and 30 homes. And they have aunties and uncles that are psychologists that come in to help the mom. Wow. That is incredible. That is an incredible organization. Wow. What a, a privilege to, to be a part of that and to learn that. That gives, I'm sure that's why you have such insight now into little yeah. kids and, and how to get them to learn and, and everything. Wow. What an incredible experience. So then at what point did you decide, you know, I want to take my knowledge to the, the next level? Was there a turning point for you um, personally and your career in that field? Definitely. I met uh, an educator, uh, Rebecca Wild is her name, and her husband, Maurizio. Oh. They were uh, Montessori teachers, and they are kind of the initiators of this grassroots movement of schools okay. in Europe that, uh, that really emphasizes the flow state for children. And I met them and I studied with them personally, and it was life-changing. Um, and they told us about that big school that they used to run in Quito, Ecuador. I know, very different, wow. you know, a very different country. But kids are the same all over the world. And they get exhausted if they're poor or rich, if they're black or white. Yes. We're all human children. And this is one thing that we have in common is the human family. Beautiful. Of course, you change it a little and there's a, an adaptation that happened from, you know, the Ecuadorian school to the schools in Europe mm-hmm. and to the schools that will ho- hopefully happen here in the U.S. Wow. Um, that's my passion, really. That's my work to bring these kind of schools here to the U.S. Oh, wow. What a beautiful thing. Well, I'm sure that it will definitely happen because you've already put together some really great resources for parents to, you know, tap into their children and their own flow states. And then also, you know, using that, you know, just in life in general, you know, just being aware of yourself and how to learn and stay creative and everything. Wow. Um, Well, I have to say, Carmen, I personally, as a new mom, have very much enjoyed this conversation. I've learned a lot. It's given me some things to to think about. I'm definitely going to be um, looking at your research resources even further and and implementing some things um, with my own kids and in my own family. So thank you so much for for sitting down with me today. I had a great time, Clary. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. I hope that you've enjoyed this sit down with Carmen. I hope that you will also check out her website and some of her resources on flowtolearn.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. 